1: You are locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: We're Locked On, the Washington football team with your host of the Locked On, Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome, returning and new listeners. Please, if you haven't already, click subscribe or follow, rate and review the show. It'll help other fans of the franchise find us just like you did. When Chris and I are not here, you can find Chris at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Monday through Friday with his co-host there, Pete Methurst, or on the Odyssey app. And you can find Chris covering the Washington football team in writing for SI.com. Find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Locked On Bucks podcast and BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. Also at the WTSP 10 Tampa Bay website. Find Chris on Twitter at wrestlemania 621 Find me at DHarrison82. And find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about today, including some new developments in the positions that certain players will be playing on the defense for 2021
0: yeah so this we just found out as we were about to record and as we were about to talk about landon collins uh, David And and the reason why we're going to talk about Landon Collins is because he t- posted a couple of videos of him working out at the team athletic facility, uh, the bubble, as we call it, uh, in Ashburn. Uh, and he was working, you know, in a straight line and running in a straight line, far from full speed, uh, but he was running in a straight line and he was doing some straight vertical, uh, or I should say some short shuttle, you know, type of, um, uh, you know, running again in a straight line. So, so that in and of itself represented like some progress, but then, then we found out according to the team and according to an interview that will air, I, I guess it's, uh, on Thursday, um, that Jack Del Rio told Julie Donaldson, who's the team's vice president uh, of uh, media and content, that Landon Collins will remain at strong safety. And he said, quote, I'm looking for Landon to take a step forward this year to play even better. So I ask you this, how do you interpret that? Uh, I mean, I
2: interpret it to mean that it's may right specifically may 5th as we're recording may 6th as people are listening to this episode and that there's no reason to upset a veteran player until there's a reason to upset said veteran player i think what jack del rio has on his hands is a versatile squad right he's inherited some pieces or gained some pieces during this offseason and then again uh, in the nfl draft they've given him the opportunity to kind of piece this defense together the best way he can see fit to his scheme and that's what versatility really kind of does for a coach is it allows the creative juices to kind of start flowing so to come in and say right now we already know landon collins has said he wants to stay at strong safety that uh you know going as far as to kind of implicate that he will not be moving positions you know uh, as if that's kind of a choice that he really has to make which you know players have certain things they can try to leverage if they feel that they have the leverage to do so that's a conversation for another time um but I think when you're when you're Jack Del Rio, you have the opportunity to kind of see where you can mix and match pieces and kind of how players will fit into certain roles. And if you're Jack, you can come into this thing kind of safe and say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna leave Landon as strong safety. And as we go through the rookie camps, as we go through some OTAs, if we can get those, as we go through some training camp practices, if it develops that the best organization of this defense is not Landon Collins as a strong safety, then we can cross that bridge when we get there. No reason right now. To look at someone who doesn't want to cross that bridge and say hey dude the bridge is coming three months from now let's talk about it now get ready for it now let him focus on his recovery and let jack focus on doing his job which is creating the best defense he can for this team that's what i'm taking away from this
0: you know it's interesting that you say that and i i like your reasoning and your uh, you know the angle that you took there um you know why create drama when you don't have to and maybe drama has already been created i don't know um you know the the only thing that i would say is it, it like right now if if you're coming out and saying he's going to stay at strong safety and makes it harder to flip him during the year if if you think he's not working out at strong safety if you think that he might have a better chance somewhere else if you have a need uh meaning at the weak side linebacker or the strong side linebacker so it just makes it more difficult is how i would counter that uh, but you're you're right. it does keep him happier uh, and it makes him more motivated. So I agree with you uh, and I think that's really a smart point because you don't want to create. I mean, he's already in trouble in terms of rebounding from a very disappointing half season last year, uh, and quite honestly being dramatically overpaid from the start. So you don't wanna create any more doubt or hesitation. And coming back from the injury is another thing. See. Here's the thing. I don't know if just by saying he's going to be at strong safety, does that mean, David, he doesn't it doesn't mean he's the starter. It means you could keep Cam Curl at strong safety and you could play Landon Collins at, quote unquote, strong safety, but in a three safety package, like a big nickel package where most teams would play three corners they could if they wanted to play two corners and three safeties or they could play three corners and three safeties when they go to a dime defense as opposed to four corners and two safeties, if that makes sense. So what I'm saying is, is I don't even know if Landon Collins A is going to start B when they say strong safety, that might mean, hey, he's going to play strong safety, meaning he's not going to be a linebacker, but he's only going to play in certain packages, which we won't find out the answer to. And I mean,
2: and if you really want to get down to the brass tacks and the knuckle or the the nuts and bolts of it, you can, you can list them as whatever you want. I mean, you can, you can call them a strong safety, line them up, you know, on the line of scrimmage outside the tight ends and call them a strong safety. All you want the only people that are going to disagree uh, and really care are pro football focus when they go to map uh, position snaps, you know what I mean? So there, there's a lot of reasons that you can call them whatever you want. And there's a lot of things you can do. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be, you know, on the coaching staff and on the player to kind of discuss the usage and. Listen. If the player gets to a point where you know he just feels like he's being misused and doesn't want to play anymore, then there are some decisions, there are some mechanisms that he can try and use uh, to force the coach's hands. And there are some we've seen him develop, you know, all the time. I mean, go back to Minka Fitzpatrick with the Miami Dolphins. He was complaining about his position very publicly didn't want to play the way that the Miami Dolphins had him playing, but he still played. He still went out there uh, and did his job and, and did to the best of his ability. And eventually the Miami Dolphins ended up trading him, you know, because obviously it was a, a correct diagnostic by, by diagnosis by Minka. Who knows what Landon, you know, what route Landon would go if you continue playing and doing his part, or if you try to do a, you know, hold out or, or just not show up or cause problems. That's, that's, you know, that's a conversation that Landon will have to have uh, with himself and then with the coaches when the time comes, if it comes.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. We'll, uh, right here on the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast, we'll get into what a prominent ESPN crew and specifically host had to say about the Washington football team coming up. And we'll have that for you shortly. Plus, what a Hall of Fame running back had to say about the newest running back for the Washington football team that's next right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Hey, Washington Football Team fans, listen up! Nugenix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea, text "draft" that's D R A F T to two three one two three one. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps. Boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increases energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, that's text draft to 231 231. That's draft to two, three, one, two, three, one 231. Message and data rates, message and data rates may apply. There's a reason NuGenix has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years, and it's because it works, guys.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: on segment two here the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at russellmania 61 And of course, the Locked on Washington football team podcast on Twitter at Pod Chris, uh, you referenced it there at the end of the first segment, but we've got some ESPN personalities and some media personalities uh, spreading some love for the Washington football team here shortly after the NFL draft.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how much, uh, you know, some people loved Mike and Mike. Some people hated it. Uh, A lot more people loved it than hated it. You know, uh, it kind of just depends on what you like. But Mike Greenberg has obviously moved away from that, and he's a full-time TV host, uh, and he hosted the NFL Draft, uh, and he obviously does his Get Up show, and he has a panel of experts with him uh, all throughout the morning, every week, uh, you know, kind of discussing the hot topics. And the topic of the NFC East came up, uh, on uh, you know uh, on an episode this week uh, and 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 Greenberg did something that I don't want to say is outlandish. I don't want to say is bold, but he basically said, Washington will run away with the NFC East division. So they were talking about you know, the whole division as a whole. We know how bad it was last year, David. Uh, We know what Washington has done to improve itself, not only in the draft, but also in free agency. We can talk about clearly the other teams in the division. But when I say, or when Greenberg says Washington will run away with the NFC East, what is your first reaction to that? Does that worry you or does that make you feel like i i guess more confident if that's if that's the right way to say that
2: i don't know that it really impacts my feeling on washington football team and their standing in the division i think my 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 feeling of them in the division is pretty much cemented in my own analysis and my own impression of the team and the rest of the division and that is i think that the washington football team is the best roster uh, on this, on this, in this division, rather, and I think it's the best coaching staff in the division. I, I think they have, uh, they've, they're head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. Now, whether or not they're going to run away with the division is a whole other conversation that you know comes into one execution to health. Uh, all of those things matter, and they matter big time. Uh, but if you know, if if it's a perfect situation, then I think that the Washington Football Team stacks up against any team in the division. The, the, the closest opponent to me right now, honestly, is the New York Giants. I don't fear the Dallas Cowboys as much as I do the New York giants. I don't fear the Philadelphia Eagles at all uh, until they prove something. And, uh, it's a take to steal a quote about uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. that somebody said a while back, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles suck until they don't. And right now they still suck. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts, and I think they have some weapons on that team, but I don't think they have the semblance of a team that can really compete right now. That's just the way I feel about it. Uh, the New York Giants, think it's all going to hinge on Daniel Jones and how much defense they can get, but the Washington football team is the best defense in this division, period. Like I don't think you can argue that uh, from any other team uh, standpoint, and you know that's not to say they haven't improved to certain extents, but I, I don't think they've caught up. I don't think any other team in the NFC East has caught up to what Washington is doing. And then when you look at the offense, it's negotiable. You know what I mean? Like, could you say that Dallas has some better weapons than Washington? I suppose maybe, but Amari Cooper really hasn't delivered the way that a lot of people thought he would or hasn't meshed uh, in Dallas the way that they thought he, they thought he would. You know, C.D. Lamb is still, you know, yet to be proven. Michael Gallup has some potential, but, you know, he he's still to be, to, be, to be proven as well. And Ezekiel Elliott seems to be going on a downhill slide. I mean, I don't know if it's him or if it's a scheme, but he's really not, you know, kind of the top five back that maybe everybody expected him to be. Uh, at one point in time on a weekend week out basis uh still has some big games you know yeah granted but I don't think that Washington's gonna run away with the division just because that's not typically the way football works um and Mike Greenberg I mean I loved Mike and Mike but honestly I was I, was, I loved Mike Golick more than I love Mike Greenberg and this and since they split it's kind of shown why and that's because Mike Greenberg just kind of tends to say things to, to be fantastic to get buzz going and i mean it works so you know kudos to him but it's why i'll never be on espn
0: (laughs) that's a good shot um well you're right it does work uh as we see with Stephen a smith and max kellerman uh every day not to turn this into a criticism of espn but the bottom line uh you know the the bottom line is this I, i cringe a little bit when i hear you know the media hyping up a team and 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 saying, "Hey, watch out for this team." You know they 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 could be a Super Bowl Listen, it, it's it's better to have that than all the talk of recent years, which is, "Oh, the Washington Football Team is going to be a two and fourteen team. Oh, three and thirteen. Oh, the worst team in the NFL. Oh, the worst team in the NFCs." So I'd rather have this than that. But I'd also rather like almost uh, I, I compare. You know, I'd rather them almost be like a snake in the long grass. You know, just slithering along and nobody really paying attention until they snap up and bite you, you know, that type of thing. I'd rather almost nobody be talking about them. I'd rather everybody be picking the Dallas Cowboys, and I'd rather them be hilariously going down in an absolute storm of flames like they always do. I'd rather people back off and just kind of forget about the Washington football team, but maybe that's me. Um, real quickly, Jamin Davis, of course, the first round pick. Uh, he was praised by Matt Miller. Matt Miller's not the only one. Uh, Matt Miller, of course, uh, runs NFL Draft Scout, uh, which is his own scouting service and website. Uh, and as well does analysis for ESPN. Uh, and he said, quote, if you want to talk about the defensive rookie of the year, put your money on Jamin Davis. I know there's all sorts of odds about, you know, defensive rookie of the year. And I mean, whether it'd be, you know, one of the two corners that were drafted uh, in the top 10, maybe it's Micah Parsons with Dallas, who knows, but Jamin Davis, if you want to talk about him as defensive rookie of the year, put your money on him. I think we, you know, I think we can both see it, right. But would you put your money on it and how much money would you put on it?
2: Uh, I'll throw a 50 on that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, for one, I'm reckless, right? And I, I'm a gambler at heart, so I mean, it's you know, that's that's kind of a, of a caveat there. Uh, but but number two, uh, you see it in the first round of this year's NFL draft. This defensive class, this defensive crop of rookies, just isn't as good, honestly, from top to bottom, as some other classes have been. And some of that uh, has to do with a little bit of you know some opt out. Some of that has to do with the fact that the NCAA wa- uh, approved an extra year for a lot of players because of everything that's going on. So a lot of really good defensive players decided to return or stay in college. You know, et cetera, it's like, but there's still some really good talent. And then you look at, it, I mean, cornerback is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, cornerback is the hardest position transition on a defense from pro to football, and it might be second hardest to quarterback, might even be a little bit harder uh, in some aspects to quarterback. But the bottom line is, most of your top cornerbacks they're going to teams that have really poor defenses, and that's one of the reasons they're picking so high. So the the possibility or the potential for that cornerback to be in a position where they're going to get the opportunity for a lot of turnovers and a lot of impact plays, kind of goes down when you're playing on a team that's going to be playing a whole lot of run-heavy second halves of your first season in, in the NFL. So then you kind of look at the linebackers, and Michael Parsons is a good choice, but then when you look at Jamin Davis, and we were just talking about this, right, which one of these linebackers has the better pass rush in front of them? Obviously, Jamin Davis does, and that's going to help him get sacks if and when they decide to to blitz him it's going to help him get tackles for losses and it's going to help him get some some potential interceptions i mean i could see him coming away with a couple of tip drill interceptions that really at the end of the day Is it really Davis that was the skill player that developed that turnover? No, not really. But he's going to get the credit for it, and that's what's going to get him the sexy stats that get him defensive rookie of the year. So, yeah, I'd I'd drop 50 bucks on it.
0: Yeah, that's a real good point. I mean, obviously the talent around him is going to obviously make him better as a player, but also going to help out his candidacy for different awards weekly and yearly and monthly and so on and so forth. All right, real quickly here before our break, uh, Pro Football Focus came out with a list – of um, the most improved receiving cores after the draft and free agency. You found this and sent it to me. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting, right? Because we all talk about how much Washington has added, but they found five other teams, David, that were higher or ranked better than the Washington football team on their list, starting with the New York Jets. And, oh, by the way, the New York Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots. And I mentioned five other teams. It, it was only a top five list, but the Washington football team gets an honorable mention. Any problem with uh, the way they kind of rank the Washington football teams off season uh, at wide receiver?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're too low. I think Washington's definitely top five. I mean, some of it's negotiable. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather have Corey Davis and Keelan Cole or Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys? You're gonna find you're gonna find parties that are in both. I think when you look at uh at uh Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys and how they complement Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, I would rather have those two over Corey Davis and Keelan Cole more because of Keelan Cole, not Corey Davis. Um the New York Giants, I don't have a problem there. I mean, Kenny Galladay, like pff, yeah, that's that's an easy pick. You're gonna put them in the top five. The Baltimore Ravens, um, I think you're giving a little bit too much credit to some rookie uh performances. Sammy Watkins, you know, there's a reason the Kansas City Chiefs kind of let him walk. Um, so I, I kind of have an issue there with giving so much credit to rookies. Same thing with the Dolphins. You're giving a lot of credit to guys who haven't even stepped on the NFL football field yet. Uh for the for the New England Patriots, it's it's all tight end stuff. And Nelson Aguilar, like if you're throwing Nelson Aguilar in there in an article to justify why this this group is is much improved, then you're already struggling. So to me, I think the watch football team probably comes in if I had to like third or fourth on this list. I don't have a huge problem with the Giants. Not as much with the Ravens as I do with the Dolphins. But yeah, I mean Some of it is splitting hairs, you know, I'll admit that.
0: Also with the Giants, in addition to Gallaudet, they, of course, made a trade down and picked Kadarius Toney, who they can get the ball to very quickly. And if he's healthy, uh, he can obviously cause a lot of problems. Good breakdown there from David uh, on the wide receiver group and additions. Again, Washington receiving honorable mention. Coming up next, uh, we'll touch on a story, a cool story, a Hall of Fame running back complimenting and wishing well the newest Washington football team running back. And as well, we'll get into a, a big problem Around the NFL Uh, but first we tell you about our friends right David at betonline.ag absolutely
2: betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action including baseball basketball hockey and UFC MMA action when they come around head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: All right, we also want to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. That's right, you know rockauto.com. You've seen their television commercials. You've heard about them for years here on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast whatever car you have, whether it be a foreign or domestic, old or new, cool or not so cool, whatever it might be, or if you have a truck, there's only one place to take good care of it and get the parts that you need to keep it in excellent running condition. And that is rockauto.com. And the best part is you don't even have to go anywhere to get the parts that you need, again, for your car or truck. You can do it from your couch, you can do it from the recliner, you can do it from your kitchen table. Heck, you can do it in bed. What do we care? Just go to rockauto.com, wherever you might be, and dial up whatever you, again, need, whether it's a big part or a small part. And when you go to rockauto.com, go to their how did you hear about us section and write locked on, when they ask you in that particular box because we want to tell them that you heard about rockauto.com from the locked on podcast network and the locked on washington football team podcast amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car or truck will ever need rockauto.com All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. As we wrap up here, you can follow David, of course, on Twitter, at DHarrison82. You can follow the podcast at LockWFTPod. You can follow me at WrestleMania 621. So, David, Barry Sanders, out of the woodwork here. I occasionally hear about the Hall of Fame running back. Uh, Apparently, he likes Jared Patterson, the new running back, undrafted free agent uh, from the state of Maryland, of course, and who starred at the University of Buffalo that Washington signed. He was very complimentary, but basically saying, hey, you know what, Our, us little guys gotta stay together. Jared Peterson, uh, Patterson is, is listed at like five, six and a half. Barry Sanders was listed at like five, eight. That's gotta be kinda cool, right? I mean, went to high school with Chase Young. Chase Young apparently vouched for him, and then you get the support and love of Barry Sanders. That's gotta be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good start to your NFL career, I think. I mean, we'll see what he turns into. You know, Lance Zerline over there at NFL.com compared Patterson to Jaquiz Rogers, and and Jack is is someone that I covered for a short period of time there at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, listen, he, he's a guy that, you know, if, if that's where his, his play style fits, then you can definitely find and carve out a position uh, and a usage for a guy like that. So, you know, we'll see. I think it's it's, you know, he's got practice squad written all over him, but – that doesn't mean he'll never get on the field. That doesn't mean that they won't find a way to utilize him either. So best of luck to him. And, I mean, if anything, print and frame that message from Barry Sanders on your wall and just save it there for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, good point there. All right, we wrap up the show with something that's kind of becoming a big story around the NFL and for good reasons. So this happened. Juwan James, uh, an offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, blew out his Achilles working out outside of the team facility and he's scheduled to make uh, what a base salary of like 10 million dollars and the way the collective bargaining agreement works is if you injure yourself outside of the team facility a team could put you on the nfi list not football injury related issue, even if it's a football injury, even if it was suffered playing football and practicing and training, if it happens outside of a team facility, the team can choose not to pay you. They're stuck with the cap hit, but they can choose not to pay you. Uh, And now the NFL has issued a statement through some of their members of the media, basically waving waving their finger at the NFLPA saying, see, we told you guys, you got to be at the team facility. What do you make of this?
2: Uh, I mean, a couple of things, you know, and, and a lot of people have kind of come to, to Juwan's, you know, defense and said, well, you know, you want players to show up to camp fit and healthy and all that stuff, but then you don't want them working out outside, working out outside the team facility. And I think there's, there's a little bit of something to that, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of adults making adult decisions and then accepting adult uh, consequences. And Juwan, Juwan James isn't the first person to have this type of a clause in their contract. He's not going to be the last person to have this type of clause in his contract. These things have been going on for for years and years and years. And it, it, it's it's imperative that Juwan James and every NFL player understands their contract. And some of these guys, you know, they pay more attention, they read into it more, they get smart on it more. Than others. I don't know if Jawan James knew this clause was in there, you know, but ignorance is not really an excuse. Now, I'm all for, you know, the side of of people that say, you know, the NFL teams shouldn't be able to tell these guys they can't work outside the facility. Yeah, I'm for that. But when you sign, when you put ink to paper, when you sign the paper that says, I understand the rules and I'm going to abide by them, you make a decision as a grown human being. And when you choose to go outside those rules, you have to accept the repercussions. So it's it's kind of a two-sided conversation. I kind of agree with both sides, but at the same time, this situation, if you're Juwan James, you might have to pay the piper. And that's, that's a situation you put yourself in.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll just relate it to the Washington football team. I remember uh, real quickly when Junior Gallette blew out his Achilles for a second time in 2016, right before training camp, David. Uh, this was, you know, four or five years ago. Bruce Allen and the Washington football team put him on the NFI list. They put him on the NFI list and they did not pay him his salary because he even though he was working out and and ruptured the other Achilles that he had not ruptured the year before, even though he ruptured the other Achilles on a high school football field, working out and getting ready for training camp because it did not happen at the team facility. Uh, they walked away from that and again did not have to pay him uh, because of the designation that they made and uh, you know that's something that you know the NFLPA now has to deal with because they were too interested in waving their finger and telling everybody that they weren't going to report to work and now they have to dig out of this mess uh, of their own and that they quite honestly created for uh, a good part of their constituency.
2: Yeah and the last thing I'll say about it real quick is there's reasons these rules are in place right and and the NFL can't control the facilities you're working out in the fields you're working out on and, and et cetera. So they don't want to be held accountable. If you choose to go to a place that maybe has subpar surfaces and all that stuff. The other part of this too is for one is the team facility available. Cause you know, during a large part of like COVID and stuff like that, they don't want people in the building. So if they're, you know, Juwan may have kind of a grievance there. If someone in the Denver Broncos organization said, Hey, don't come to the facility to work out, you know, da da da, da then that's different too. There have been players throughout history. I, I go back to, Uh, Tom Brady was doing workouts with a whole bunch of Buccaneers players sanctioned by the team. The team knew about it. They said, yes, we got it. That's a good field to go to. Go ahead and go to that field, work out there. So there are ways around this. So it's not just as simple as Juwan James trying to work out to be healthy. No, he went outside the bylaws. He went outside the guidelines put in place. Had he just talked to the Denver Broncos and said, hey, guys, here's where I want to work out is with this company or with this trainer, this facility you know, do you want to vet it? Do you want to talk to the guys? Do you want whatever you let the team do what they need to do to be comfortable? And if they say, yes, Juwan, we're good with it. Then you go ahead and you're working out there. Then you're covered. And that's the key is doing your due diligence and being a part of the process instead of going against the process. When you go against process, these types of things happen.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. Absolutely. So we'll continue to monitor this situation. Hopefully it doesn't affect anybody uh, in Washington or in Tampa. Of course, make sure you check out David's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coverage with James Yarko on the Locked on Bucks podcast and as well at BucksNation.com. Uh, That's going to do it for us. One more episode to go. We're expected expected to have Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops as our guest uh, on the next episode and into next week on Jamin Davis and Greg Minuski and more. So that is still to come with us right here. Thanks for listening to the Lock on Washington football team podcast.